Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Polish out a Rockefeller hover. Now I go to war like a soldier. Yeah. Plus they tried to count me out thinking that it's over. But I got to fight. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. We're back on this episode of the Coach HP Show. My man, David Hoffman. David's story is very interesting because for a lot of people, I think he has a dream life. As I'm uh, recording this right now, he is in Albania. He's in Albania recording his for his channel. David's been here, travels the world, eating different foods from the world, sharing those experiences. For a lot of people, this is the dream. Go wherever you want to go, eat whatever you want to eat. He gets millions of views on his channels, so it's rewarding with the information he's putting out. It's with the reception he's getting back, the love he's getting from the people. So I'm very excited for you to hear the story of how Mr. David Hoffman got started. So without further delay, here we go on today's episode of the Coach HP Show. My man, David Hoffman. Let's go. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. No problem. Let's do this, bro. Three, two, one, boom, you're on. David from David's Vineyard now. The most important thing we're going to get out of today, bro. David, your last name's Hoffman, right? Yes. Are you American? Hey, so I'm born American. Um, crazy background, actually. My parents were born in Venezuela, but my father's family is Hungarian. My mother's family is Italian. And my father's family, like two generations behind that, are like from Germany. So that's why I'm Hoffman. Dude, because I love. <laughs> is that me or you? That's that me. You? I'm putting it off. But it's on my <laughs> computer. Was okay. that your beeper? What's going on? The beeper? What's going on uh, there? Text, text. <laughs> Dude, I love. Spanish people that have, or any ethnicity, that has different, uh, that doesn't look like their name, because that way we're tricking them. So I'm, I'm a big, big fan of that, bro. David, how was, because you're, you are probably the complete opposite of me, bro. So that's why you're the perfect guess for this. How was growing up in Columbus helpful to you, man? Oh, man, that was great. Um, you know, first off, not having the distractions of the girls. Uh, I think that is a, it's a great thing in high school. You know, you just go be yourself and get to know people. Um, 
you know, Columbus was like my, I had a crazy uh, few years before that jumping around like four different schools, Epiphany, Pinecrest, Palmetto, and then finally going to Columbus and staying four years there. And Why we, the jumping around, David? Why the jumping around? Oh, man. Uh, long story short, I got kicked out of Epiphany. My parents um, were going through hard times financially. Uh -huh. And uh, Epiphany basically was like, you know, you're not donating to the church. I'll tell you the truth. That's uh, that's what that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. And then they kicked us out. So then I had to go to the closest uh, public school, got into Pinecrest. There was only one year there because of the fifth grade. And then I had to jump on to middle school in, in Palmetto. And then three years later, you know, reunited with a lot of my friends from Epiphany and Columbus. And uh, yeah, man, I loved Columbus. Every every year was awesome. Uh, started off like a slacker and then eventually uh, got straight A's the last two years so I can go to college, you know? Dude, you didn't know that you were starting a travel vlog channel even back then when you were in middle school. You just didn't know it yet <laughs> with all the travel you were doing with the schools. Bro, I am such a fan of Columbus. I'm like un, in Spanish, it's called, you know what un forro is? I'm yeah. a Columbus fake, bro, because through Coach Weber, I started my relationship with Columbus there. And then my first speaking thing ever, bro, was with Omar Delgado at CCNN. Okay. And, bro, from there it just took off. And then last year I got to speak to the whole entire freshman class and the entire sophomore class when Principal Pew invited me out to speak to the, the whole school, which well, was a big deal, bro. Tell me about the brotherhood, man. That brotherhood to me is undefeated every single year, bro. How did you deal with that? How did you do with your context? Were you aware of that when you were there? Uh, not really about the brotherhood. Um, you know, obviously going there, um, you know, you start to build relationships with people that are from all different walks of life, right? Different ethnicities, different, you know, areas of Miami. And, uh, I, I, you know, it was sort of like going, I was going there because obviously that's where my friends were going. And it was a school we were all like meant to go to, you know, from Epiphany. Uh, but I didn't know really about the brotherhood. Um, and I, I love that you mentioned Columbus because anytime I run into somebody, doesn't matter how old they are, they're a Columbus graduate. They're like, yo, like we're, we're like related, you know, it's like we have something in common. Um, Bro, I would almost think it's more important to do. It's more important to go to Columbus than it is to go to FIU, UM, Florida. Combine them all. I'd rather go to Columbus for high school and do something else. Yeah, agree. Any sports, any social clubs, anything while you were there? Oh, man. Uh, I saw I, I tried to play football freshman year. I got destroyed. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. Bad, bad situation. Yeah. What position? I Oh man, I don't even remember. I mean, I played like two games and I was like, I was done because I got <laughs> home one day after practice and my mom was like, you just, you're bruised up and you're like, and I was in flaquito at that point. So I was like, nah, get out of here. But uh, yeah. No yeah. soccer, no baseball, you're Venezuelan, bro. No baseball, nothing. You know, I used to play a lot of sports growing up. Uh, my favorite. So I played basketball. I played roller hockey. Um, and then, you know, before that I played a lot of soccer, um, you know, so I played a lot until that point, And then I stopped playing sports completely. I mean, I play a lot of basketball, like on my free time, but that's it. David, now you graduate Columbus. What was the plan after that? So graduate Columbus, my plan was to go to Florida state university. Okay. Uh, so I got in there, uh, I went, um, and then, uh, I didn't really enjoy it just uh the frat life was sort of like it's either you're doing that there or you're not really um you're not really in school there i mean you're going to school but you're not really you know mingling with everybody if you're right. not in the, 
you know, in the fraternity sororities. So, you know, I did one year there and uh, I didn't do great. You know, I was partying as well. So I didn't do great in terms of school wise. And then I came back, went to date for one year, got straight A's and then went to UM. That's sort of like my story with uh, with university. What'd you get your degree in? Entrepreneurship. And actually, the fact, that, the fact that. that that did that help you at all? Oh man, that was the best thing ever. Yeah, um, it helped me a lot in terms of connections and then building my business in the beginning. Because I get to I'll get to that later. But like, um, it, it just taught me about you know business plan. You know the different pieces of a business. I didn't really know that much. For me, I was always just a a hustler. I have the product, sell it, get the money. That was sort of right. like how I did it. Uh, but then obviously you have to learn about marketing, how to like, you know, really generate sales. And uh, yeah, man, it definitely helped me. Were the classes hard or no, bro? Because this is what I did, bro. And this is where I fucked up big time. Okay. I went to, I, I should have graduated from, I should have graduated high school and just took off and lived in Los Angeles. Okay. But I didn't do that. I, my dad was like, no, I got to get to the yard. I got to diploma. That old bullshit. So, bro, I, because of baseball, I did a whole little trajectory around the country a little bit. But I finished at FIU and I got a degree in finance, which is the worst thing I could do because finance is like almost borderline like accounting. It's mm -hmm. not cool like entrepreneurship. Like I'm sure you were able to take classes that literally helped you versus like these ridiculous accounting one, two, three, business yeah. for calculus, like buck, fuck business for calculus. But you don't have bullshit like that. So what context did you make there while you were doing entrepreneurship? Um, I mean, you know, for entrepreneurship, it's basically, I forgot exactly how it is now, but um, it was like three main classes every semester that were part of the major, and that's all management classes. So like, you know, I guess the first, you know, when you're a junior, this is like really when you're in the bachelor's, uh, like when you're in the real program, and it was the first class was like how, how to do a business plan. What is a business plan? I mean, that's like number one. And then later on, it's like the, another class is like uh, approaching investors. You know, how, how do you get funding? If you're not funding yourself, how are you really going to sell it to somebody who's going to believe in you and actually give you money? Which was amazing because I actually did that during the time, uh, you know, during uh, my senior year when I raised money for my business. So, I mean, it really showed me about all this and, you know, through connections, how to, how to make things happen in business. Dave, you said something there super important, bro. Connections. Connections. How come some people are better at making connections than others? Is it because they take time to invest in other people? Do they just cae le bien a todo mundo? What do you think, bro? In your opinion, what helped you make connections? I, I think those two things, what you said, are like prime examples. So first off, you have to be a people person. If you can't talk to people, i.e., I mean, the Holy Spirit told me to know. I mean, you just can't. Um, and then giving people time, you know, I think the one on one, you know, like um, just for example, like Josh, you know, I've known Josh for since high school. But until we actually like really, you know, met alone, you know, we don't really know each other. And that's the, the, the investment of time and really time one on one, not in grupo, you know, like the right. one on one time. That's when you really get to know somebody and really know if you like them or not. And that's how. You know, you build these connections. And for me, over the years, you know, through traveling, et cetera, I have so many connections around the world now that like literally it's because we were on a trip together or I saw them somewhere or I met them. But now we're on WhatsApp and that connection is never ending connection. Dude, isn't that crazy? It's almost like, David, you're closer to probably some people around the country than you are to some people like two blocks away from you, like 50 minutes. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. 
so many things to talk about with you, bro. All right. So your first business, what was this first business that you started? First business, uh, like right there in college? Yeah, that you said you raised money for. This business. David's been here. So literally you in college started the business of David's been here. I started the business, it was, but it was more vague. Um, you know, the the whole influencer uh, business, the whole YouTube, just starting a YouTube channel and going deep into it to create, you know, you know, wealth or money. Content, uh, yeah. It, it wasn't it, that wasn't real for me. It was um, it was an idea because I guess I'll give you my long story short. Um, you know, during my high school. Uh, High school years, uh, I think I was sophomore year, high school or something. I traveled to to Spain and Italy for the first time. First time, like really out of the country. I've been to the Bahamas many times, but never like to Europe. And then that trip sort of sparked my interest in traveling. Eventually, you know, when I went to UM specifically because I was home already, you know, on these breaks, you know, Christmas break, Easter break, whatever, I wouldn't go home. I would leave. I would go visit friends, family, and travel. And then. You know, eventually I had the idea for David's been here. And when I when I thought about it, I was like, hey, I want to make a living out of travel. So I want to travel for a living, showing people destinations. Now, how do I do that? So then I turned to like, you know, the Internet, I started looking up, see what people were doing. And I saw that no one was on YouTube creating, you know, high quality like HD because back then, 2008, like HD was almost rare on YouTube. Right, right. And um, so just, uh, you know, how, creating content about different destinations and showing it to the world via here my, the, when i when i wrote my business plan literally it was like get sponsors advertising money that was my revenue that was like where the revenue was going to come from right. that's sort of how the idea was obviously now like right now in 2020 that's how the business works it's a big piece of the business okay so bro you were like what 21 at the time uh yeah so i started the company at 21 22 i graduated and left bro. okay how did you raise money at 22 years old? How did you get people to actually pay you to travel the world without nobody knowing what you were going to do, if you were going to be successful or not? How yeah. did you come up with that? Uh, I mean, I put together a business plan. I mean, there's a lot of uh, moving parts to the plan. Um, back then, you know, it wasn't just like right now when I travel, it's just me with a camera. Very different from how I started. I started sort of backwards. I started by hiring a cameraman, hiring an editor, getting an office space so like i had all these like just automatic costs right. that i need to raise money for right so that was the main thing is like um you know my plan was to travel x amount of places create the you know this much content in terms of video content and then the revenue it was sort of like you know bs revenue like we were like hoping you know all this revenue and in the end we didn't actually make any money in two years um but I, the way i sold it was you know this is I, I put a lot of case studies together about different people already that I saw doing stuff. They're just like, you know, they had viral videos and then you, anybody you remember uh, at this point. No, I mean, I, I don't remember back then. It's so long ago. I mean, I would have to literally look for that business plan somewhere, but yeah. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, one example is like Casey Neistat, just like, that's like a, a pure example right now. What a monster, like, huh? Dude, he was making over like a million a year just through ad revenue. And that's, that's like nothing. But, um, yeah, it's crazy uh, how, how it works. But uh, yeah, that's sort of how I started. And then what I did is I obviously I went through friends and family. So my dad put me a lot in front of a lot of people. And through that, I did raise money. Pops, bro. Pops hooked that up. That is awesome. What does Pops do for a living? My father does real estate. Uh, so he used to do investment real estate for foreigners. Now what he does is he 
builds houses and he sells with uh with my uncle so that's what they do almost full-time now nice bro how did you know the editing now because now your videos Uh are pro they look pro how did you understand the editing did you take time to edit did you what software did you start with Mm -hmm. yeah i mean so in the beginning i had an editor and i just uh i was behind him and then obviously fast forward to now or the past really the past three years i edited everything myself recently i got an editor just because i'm i'm creating too much i just have no time to edit editing takes up easily four to eight hours per video and i'm trying to release a video every day um so uh the way i did it was i literally got on youtube and typed in how to edit on premiere pro and then i started looking up and it's uh it's funny because editing is like everybody when you look at their timeline on premiere pro it's like a different language so my editor when he sent me something like dude i don't understand half the things you did here but it works but for me it was like just learning on premiere uh, on youtube how to edit how to cut how to do transitions i mean it very very simple but when you do it every day it just moves bro how when i now you were imagine you're 21. i was 38 bro imagine being a 38 year dude walking around miami vlogging yourself in the streets of miami baseball fields the most douchiest thing I hated on by everybody, bro. And nobody would help me edit. So I had to take my happy, positive stuff to the iMovie store. Okay. And I sat there for twice a week for two hours, for two months every day to learn how to edit on iMovie. And I've done a couple. I, now I do my edits on iMovie. I've done a couple things on Premiere Pro, but I'm nowhere near as comfortable on that, man. And I got to take that step. How did you think about when you started editing yourself how did you think about thumbnail how did you think about your flow your music b-roll do you have a formula for that how did you come up with that yeah so i do have a formula for that now um the way i look at every day so i'll give you a breakdown how i do videos on trips uh here it's a little different because i'm doing like one-off restaurant videos uh, in miami but when i'm on trips i break up the day So like, I know like I'm waking up 6.45, we're starting minimum by like 7.38, we're heading out to either do, uh, you know, breakfast somewhere or multiple places for breakfast. So it depends on the day. I I literally look at every day, I have it all scheduled. You know, things are changed, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, but sort of know like, okay, this is gonna be the beginning of this video and I'm ending it right after lunch. That's sort of how- David, are you writing everything down, like written down like time like that or no? Uh, Yeah. I have a, in terms of writing down a script, I don't have a script. It's more like, no, like time. Like let's say, okay, eight o'clock here, eight 30. I got to get this shot. Do you do it like that? A hundred percent. Yeah. I have a, uh, I'm the best trip planner on the planet. Meaning you're a trip I, advisor, you're a trip advisor. Dude, if, if I didn't have a camera on me, like people ask me like, you, like, you know, cause I go super hard on these trips. Like I, I'm waking up six 45 and going to sleep at midnight, making minimum like two to three videos every day, like filming. And like 90% of the, what I'm doing is just B-roll, you know? So I'm filming like nonstop. The, the main thing is that like, if I put the camera down, I still do the same thing. Like I That's still awesome. do the whole trip the same way, you know? Like I, I just, it's what I want to do. See, dude, my, my thing is different because I'm more personality. Okay. So I don't think of B-roll. I don't think of, I just think more of message, 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 message. And I wish I had your gene. To be able to, all right, now let me get a landscape. And then let me, I'm in New York, so let me grab this. I do the opposite. It's all message, 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 message. Okay, so we are editing. We're doing our thing. 
you've been you look super young but you've been doing this for a while because i look back and i saw videos on youtube like seven years ago bro yeah yeah i mean i've been doing it for 12 years um 12 years but, yeah 12 years uh the first so i'd say since 2017 my style has completely changed to what i do now okay, okay? what was your style at the beginning the beginning was uh, more more script, more hosting, more TV style. You know, I had a cameraman, I had uh, the guy with the boom mic. Because remember, this is pre like having the cameras we have today. Like now, I have DSLR. It's this small, and you see the movies I make. It's like, how do you do it with that? What are you I, using? What camera are you using? I use a Panasonic GH5, so um, a, a Lumix Panasonic GH5. It's it's an amazing camera. Uh, shoots the ultimate 4K, uh, super crystal clear. Um, the colors are just vibrant. I mean, it's just, uh, nice. it, it, it's pretty amazing. The only thing I don't like about it is the autofocus changes a lot. Like it'll focus on me and then I'll move somewhere else. I'm like, that's the only thing I don't like about the camera. But um, yeah, I mean, that's something that I literally, it's just me holding it, I flip it around, turn it around, move, zoom. I do it all. Um, before, I couldn't do that. You know, before it was like, I needed somebody with a camera to follow me. Uh, and then it was more like, okay, so, you know, how are we starting this? You know, okay, so, you know, and then the presentation, you know, what, what's the what's the intro? What's the outro? You know, what's the whole flow? Now, for me, it's like, okay, okay, we're going to, I don't know, Casa Cuba. Okay, so then I get the camera. I'm like, okay, I know a little bit of Casa Cuba. I have my assistant, like, do some research really fast. So, you know, how long has it been in business? What do they do to that? And then I just go off the fly. You know, I do an intro. takes, like, 45 seconds. And basically, the way I have it structured is that I have an intro, I have an outro. In the intro, I explain exactly what I'm going to be doing to give a little, you know, summary, like a trailer. And right, then let's you... stay at the intro. Let's stay at the intro. What's your yeah. cat's line? So you start the video. What's your cat's line? First things out of your mouth is what usually? Uh, um, what's up, guys? David Hoffman here from David's Been Here. Or hi, guys. I hope you're doing well. This is David Hoffman from David's Been Here. I'm here at Casa Cuba. One of How the long best... did it take you to get comfortable with that? Takes a oh, minute, man. huh? It, it took a while, but I mean, it's the same thing every time. I love it. I love it. And funny because people ask me like, why is it the same thing? Like, why do you always do that? I'm like, because 80% of the people who watch you on YouTube have never seen your face. That's yes. why I always do an intro. That's awesome. See, I do a uh, mine. I started and then it became what's up, everybody. It's your coach. And then boom. So that's my, that's my little move. Perfect. Intro, middle, ending. You check everything off. You do all that stuff. Yeah. When was this? When did you start seeing the dream? Like, Man, I'm starting to get good at this. Did you uh, get result first, or did you get the vibe first of okay? I'm not getting the views yet, but I feel that I feel this thing. Yeah, uh, exactly what you said there. Like I, I wasn't getting the views, nothing compared to what I get now. Then um, I saw jump back. 2017 is when these new cameras came out, and like Casey Nates that, and all these guys were like, you know, basically vlogging. And dude, like killing it, you know, a million views every video, and they're just doing it all themselves. And I mean, that, that guy really changed my life in everything he said. Uh, I watched the video, he was like, you know, eight million uh, video, eight million subscriber video, and he was like, you know, release more content, get more eyeballs, more opportunities. You could do it all yourself. And it's like, it's so true. Like, I, I've been doing everything literally three years that I've personally filmed everything myself, I edited everything myself, and that's it. Um, and, and I think that's the turning point was really 2017 when I started doing it. And then I started just almost releasing literally almost daily. I, I try my best to do every other day, no matter what. But when you drop every day, you just the numbers grow, man. The numbers. So, grow. David, you're doing all that. Mm -hmm. And I and even though you look super young, you have a family and kids, right? Yeah. OK. 
while this is happening, what'd you tell? First of all, what'd you tell your chick? You're like, listen, babe, this is about to go down. You're not going to see me till this time because if you say editing takes you that long, mm -hmm. how would you adjust your personal life? Like, what are we looking at there? Oh, yeah. So I, I, I literally just got my, uh, my new office space here in South Miami um, about like 45 days ago, just because I'm a little nervous about when I'm traveling, right? So I got this space so I can do more studio videos. Um, and before that, I was editing from home. So it, it was, uh, it, it's pretty crazy because usually I, I'm on a trip, I'm working all day filming when I'm home. I'm in between helping my wife and my kids, which usually have school, you know, obviously now with the pandemic, no school, but usually have school. So like my hours are broken up, but my best, my best times to work 9 p.m. until like one or two in the morning. That's like when I really get a lot of work done. Like I sometimes my wife, I'm like, just watch whatever you want. I get on the computer and I'll edit a video at night, you know, and then boom, I'm, I'm getting something else done. Uh, that's my most productive hours. I have no one interrupting me, nothing happening. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, how do you do that? I'm like. I mean, dude, I have a goal, you know? Yeah, you, no, get, it, you like, get in that frame of mind. For music, what do you like to usually use? Do you use more a beat? Do you have a style? How do you figure that out? Yeah, I mean, my stuff uh, usually is more like hip-hop. <laughs> I always add a... It really depends on the video, but, like, if, if it's something for indie, I look up, like, Indian music, but always something upbeat. I like upbeat. I like to... Like, Bollywood like, classics. Bollywood classics. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Dude, okay, so how did you – so we're seeing the success, right? Mm -hmm. How did you build this palette to like different foods? Because I'm going to tell you now, from all the videos that you've done, okay, that I've seen, me personally, I would have been able to do two. Okay. Josh Premium Meats and the McDonald's breakfast one. Those two, count me for <laughs> everything else. Buddy, I got the worst palate in history, bro. Were you a guy naturally that loved trying different foods? What what, what called yeah. your attention to start doing something like this? So I've always uh, enjoyed eating different foods. I think, um, you know, my whole life, like, we, we were raised with, like, different things because my father, I told you, was, like, Hungarian. So my grandmother used to make, like, goulash and a lot of different things from Hungary. And then my mom... Uh, she would make a lot of Venezuelan dishes. My grandmother, her mother would make Italian dishes. So I was always raised with this. And then obviously being from Miami, a lot of Cuban friends, always right. eating different Cuban foods. So the palate has always been there. But then when I started traveling, um, I started understanding that I really enjoyed eating. Um, you know, the, th the main thing I love to do when I drop into a country is that I'm like, I'm only eating the food from this country the entire time here. And really? when you do that, you start to really experience the because because it really breaks you into what this country is about, the people, the culture, but everything's united by the food. Tell me that feeling when you start seeing the views go up. How, how was that for you? The views go up. <laughs> oh, man, it's a, it's a, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, it, it's scary sometimes because, you know, once you get somewhere. You don't ever want to see it go like this, you know, go down. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a great feeling. Um, it it's uh it's really fulfilling, you know. I mean, you really, you know, wow, like I worked so hard for this, and now like it's actually being recognized. People are actually enjoying it. I'm actually getting found, which is the hardest thing, you know, because I've known a lot of creators that are amazing talents. They just don't drop enough videos, you know. They they don't drop enough, so like they don't get pushed enough. They don't grow enough. Um, so I think that's a, a key, you know, um, is just releasing enough. So like if you go through my YouTube channel and you see everything I've uploaded, uh, some are hit or miss, you know, this is how it works. You know, you release right. 
20, 50 videos, you might have one go actually viral. And then the best one actually only got a thousand views or whatever, you know? So it, it, for me, I never like, I never go in expecting like this video is going to like kill it. Except like one video I released like last month, I knew it was going to do well because uh, it's 101 Indian street foods to eat before you die. The video did a million views like in four days, but I knew wow. it. Like, yeah, but I do this. It's, it's like, it's two years of traveling there five times, getting the, all the B-roll, you know, writing the script. I mean, it's a 50 minute video. Um, so I knew it was going to like do really well. But everything else, I'm just like, you know, get it out there. We don't know. That's the, that's the great thing about content is like anything can, you know, go viral. Of and course. David, and it's crazy because here you are in Miami and with this tremendous success and like 99 pros don't even know you exist, bro. So there's so much even more room for improvement and growth. And people get stuck on these weird things. It's like I did a thing for, I did a thing where I hit the street. You know who Gary V is? Yeah, 100%. I did a thing for he him. Life, by the way. Where, what happened? He's changed my life. Dude, just, he's a beast. Content. He's a beast. So I do a thing for him where I'm interviewing people on the on the streets with his number, 212-931-5731. His, okay. uh, he texts Gary V number. And, and like, I'm in New York. I did it from New York and here in Miami. Bro, and like 80% of the people don't know who he is. And it's still, it goes to show you him who's up there. You eventually, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. When I interviewed Logan Paul here in Miami in January, it's the work ethic, bro. The work ethic. All he told me was, bro, you're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outwork me. And then the personality comes in. Have you always had this kind of work ethic or is just this the passion of what you're doing that you said, bro, this is my thing. Nobody's going to beat me at this. No, I've always had the work ethic. I mean, that that's, uh, that's just who I am. You know, I've always... Um, I've always been like, you know, I want to be the hardest working person in every room. You know, that's, that's the main thing. Um, like, like, uh, people say, you know, it's what's going to win talent or work ethic, you know? So like, for me, it's like, you can have talent, but if you don't work as hard as me, you're not going to beat me. And, you know, I'm not really in competition with anybody. That's what I always feel like. I'm not competing with anybody. Everybody is enough views and out there for everybody. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're all doing our own thing. We're all different. Um, cause people always like. You're not like this person, you're not that person. I'm like, dude, everybody's different. So, uh, dude, that's I love that you said that because I feel you only compete against one person yourself. That's it. That's the only thing that matters, dude. And you start losing when you start. Now you get inspiration of people, and mm -hmm. then it, it probably happened to you already where people will reach out to you and they'll be like, bro, somebody's imitating your style. Look at this guy. Look at that guy. And you're like, listen, man, if you're secure in yourself and you're proud of what you do. Like, listen, it's just repeating and it's celebrating. We need more people. I'm sure you would love more people celebrating food and talking about it versus committing crime and hating on each other and doing something like that. No, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that that to me is huge. Okay. So we get those views. What do you tell yourself, bro? What I tell myself is keep going. I'm not satisfied yet. Was well, it no? But let's say the first time you get to hundred thousand. How did that feel? Oh, amazing. Um just a uh, sheer joy you know um it's like it, in the beginning you're like you know you're hoping for a thousand views in, a, right. in four hours and then it's like what did your chick say does because i'm sure that's we're in the content world so we get it but if mm -hmm. you're like a regular civilian unless you, it's it's hard to be like okay what are you gonna do you're gonna, you're gonna raise a family off eating food all over the country are you crazy in miami so <laughs> how did she feel when she when she saw that Oh man, she's she's been my support, my backbone for yeah. 
for a decade already. Yeah, I mean, since we've been together, she's always been the one like you know supporting me. And you know, um, people are like, you know, how how can you do this? How you leave your kids and your wife at home? Like, she's actually the one holding the fort. I mean, without her, I can't do what I do. And without her, you know, consistent motivation towards me and helping me with you know raise the kids and giving me the time I need to do what I need to do. I mean. So she she always celebrates. She's always super happy. The next That's step awesome. is like we want to buy the house. That's the next step. <laughs> nah, bro, don't. Remember, Gary says it. Hold off on the house, man. House well, is overrated. Know, house is overrated, bro. And right now, where you're at, you're soon. I'm telling you, you're soon gonna be at a million subscribers. And there's so much, so much, so much growth. Where's your girl from? My girl's from here. Family. She's, uh, so her father's from Greece, her mother's from Cuba. So no way, guess- bro. You see her. What side do you see more come out? The Cuban side or the Greek side? I see a lot more. Th- I mean, I don't know. A lot of Greek because it's a lot of drama. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> a lot of drama. I, I don't know about Cuba. Have you been to Greece? Yes, I have. What part of Greece? Uh, I've been mainland and like six islands. So I've been all over. Did you do the island of Kithro, by the way? No, I didn't do that in Kithro. No. Don't do that island, bro. Skip that <laughs> island. Trust me. Skip that island, bro. I went there. I went in the wrong season for waterfalls. And what people don't know about Greece is they're little islands. And you either take planes or the boat that takes forever. And I did, obviously, I did uh, I did Mykonos, which okay. is gorgeous. Amazing. With that, with, that, with that volcanic beach, that dark beach. I did a, uh, no, no, I'm not sorry, Santorini's with the volcanic beach. I did Santorini, I did Mykonos, and I did Athens. And you could tell Athens is a little, this is before they had their economy shut down and all that stuff they went through. Okay. What was your favorite place in Greece? Uh, man, you know, it's hard. I, I feel like I have two favorite places. Um, so my wife's from the island of Kalimnos. Her father's from the island of Kalimnos. It's right next to, um, Right next to Turkey is like on the far farthest point down there. Um, yeah, that island, I mean, just amazing. It's really like almost untouched, really old town, castles, food, the island of the nice. sponge divers. And then also I went to Meteora, which is like uh, the it's on the mainland. It's basically the place where you see all the monasteries hanging on cliffs. Have you ever nice. seen it? everything that promotes the Greece now? They put Meteora. Um, so that place too. I mean, it, it, there's so many places, you know, each place is different, but the great thing about Greece is that you have the sun, no matter what, I mean, most of the time, and then you have wine and amazing food. So for me, right. it was like the best, the best experience and people are super nice. Yeah, bro. I don't know about the food for me, bro. I was plain yeah. as can be, but they're looking at me <laughs> like, what this guy, bro, I'm Cuban food, a thousand percent, bro. I'm all cute. I'm literally no onions, no nothing. Ugh. It's <laughs> I mean, it's panacopita, panacopita. There's like pies. I mean, it's so hell no, no pie, no seafood, all that stuff, dude. I'm like, oh, horrible. I'd be horrible. I'd be a horrible travel partner for you, bro. How do you say so skinny, dude? Oh, bro, I, I, so I have a trick, especially in Miami. I have a trick. I fast every single day for the first half of the day. That's my, that's my main thing. So I eat dinner like at 7 p.m. latest because the kids, and then I don't eat until like noon. That's a and, a and I would do like a five mile run walk in between. Dude, that's I love you said that I fast now. I lost 32 pounds, bro, in the middle of this coronavirus thing. Oh, wow. And I eat every 48 hours. So oh I my go 48 God. hours. So I eat yesterday. I don't eat today. I'll eat tomorrow. And do because I, I I'm telling you, I would go, I'm heavy. I used to be 
heavy on sodas and everything bad, bro. Everything bad, McDonald's, all that good stuff. <laughs> and then I go, and then the problem is we're on camera every day. Yeah. So I start seeing myself grow and grow. You start seeing the rolls on your neck. I was like, oh, I got to stop. I got to stop. <laughs> so, dude, let's talk about kids for a second. What do you have? Two boys, two girls, mix? What do you got? Two girls. Two girls. What are the names? So it's Melina and Sienna. Melina and Sienna. Melina and Sienna. Are they knowing any Spanish? Any they, so we only speak to them in Spanish, but now they only want to speak English. Really? So how, it, and how old are they? So Melina is four, so four and a half now, and Sienna's two, two and two months. But the other one's already speaking like crazy. The second one is crazy how they learn so fast. David, are you going to try for the boy or are you done? Uh, my wife's done. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, to be honest, like because we travel, uh, you know, and we travel with the kids a few times, like to, to add a third third kid into that would be a way bigger car, would be a lot more. I mean, I just see that part of my life. And I'm already done with the, the baby, baby, baby face, you know? So like, bro. <laughs> David's like, listen, if this video gets 500,000 likes, we're going to go for a third tonight. Let's go. Oh let's God. go. Yeah. A million views. A million views. <laughs> a million views that we're in. Bro, so my daughter turns two. Penelope turns two in September. Oh. And then my, my wife's during this whole thing. Thank you, bro. My wife's been pregnant. So, bro, in the Miami heat with the corona, with this and that. So oh she's due member also. But okay. it's a boy. This one's a boy. We're going to call him Cruz. Cruz, so, Cruz, so this dude is coming up. How did you view fatherhood, man? It's it's easy for us. I say because having a girl first, it's awesome having a girl. I think till she hits high school, that's gonna suck for us. But till then, how do you? How is it having girls, man? Oh man, it's the best. I mean, they love me. Like they look at me like I'm their hero. You know, it's 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 really a different type of feeling because um, you know, my sister has three boys, and then my brother is having he has a girl and he's having a boy now. Nice. Um, But just, uh, you know, I, I like for my sisters, like, you know, obviously the boys go for the mom, but the girls go for the dad. And right. uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's an amazing feeling. You know, it's it's these the days are super long, but the years are sh like short. You know, they fly by. They fly by uh, bro. But every single day is a blessing. Thank God. You know, I, I thank God every single day for them. And they're an extra piece of motivation. You know that like I always say, like if I was single, I wouldn't I don't know if I'd be going this hard, this determined, this focused, just because it, you know, girls, but focus. Where, where are they going to go for elementary here? Are you thinking of any place in particular? Yeah. So my daughter's going to go to sunset. Uh, she's already got in. So we'll see how this year is. A lot know? of homework there, bro. A lot of homework. Get ready. I know. I know because we're going to put her in the Spanish program, which her cousins are in. So like at least like nice. she'll be learning half the day in Spanish. Um, and then my wife, she's a Carrollton girl, so she's like pushing me to put him in Carrollton. Oof, I'm not me yet because like 40k oh, a year. <laughs> we like, can't have another kid shut down. That's it, dude. We gotta, we gotta shut this down and record some more videos. What are you talking about? <laughs> wow, a Carrollton girl, bro, dude, that is awesome. Okay, David. So now you're here, million, million views. What do you start saying yourself? Do you change anything? Do you like, okay, now I got to make, do more. What do you start telling yourself? Um, you know, I think what I've told myself is try to do more, um, like see what does well, and then just try to do more similar to that. So like I can already see like, you know, because thank God for YouTube, they have the, the analytics that you see real time. So like every day I look and I see like, okay, wow, that's actually doing well. Like 
you know, maybe I should go back to that country because that that content's doing well. You know, so I mean, there's a a lot of things that go by, but obviously, just keep. Um, I never, I'm not, I'm not. My main thing is that it's not about views. Um, you know, it, it's also about growth. And uh, you know, I, I don't have like a goal like make it to a billion views and then stop. Like, I don't think I'm never gonna stop. I like my somebody asked me the other day, like, what are you, are you gonna be doing YouTube at fifty? I'm like, you know what, like. I am gonna. That's gonna. That's a backbone of my company. I can be right. 10 million subs, twenty million subs by then, and I can be doing like my own vodka. I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter because it's my brand. You know. Are you? How heavy do you do the other social platforms? Are you heavy in it, or is everything YouTube? Yeah, I mean Instagram. I do like consistently every day, and that's like I do the stories for the behind the scenes. Um, I just don't see. Um, the hard thing with Instagram, Facebook, and the other ones is that the growth is so difficult. I mean, it's really, really hard. Plus, there's no actual revenue except Facebook. Now you do have revenue as a like content creator, like, but not not nothing compared to YouTube. It's not nothing like nothing compared to YouTube. Now I still drop everything on there anyways. Put it out there, you know. It doesn't right. Matter. Yeah, because I look at I've always looked at it like Instagram and all these other things. It's just a way to get discovered. Yeah. And you never know who pops and sees you and goes, "Oh, I like this dude." And then it transitions over. That's why it's hard because you do a video, you got to edit it, you got to do this, you got to chop it up for Instagram, you got to do all this thing. So it takes, Do how do you engage with your audience, bro? Are you a guy that comments on everything? How many DMs do you get on an average? How many, how do you do that? <laughs> okay, so it really depends. Um, yeah, so comments, I, especially Instagram, like I'll get, I don't know, maybe between 20 plus comments on every photo that I drop. So like, that's just, you know, I just go through really fast and, you know, respond. If, if they give me something awesome, like I would really respond with a big like summary, you know, like right. four or five pieces. Um, but then in YouTube, what I do now, because the comments are just way too much, like it's just crazy, like a thousand comments. I can't ever do a thousand comments. So what I'll do is I'll just give it like a day and then I'll go through and I'll see the top thumbs up, like, you know, whichever ones were voted up and I'll respond to like the first 20. The first 20. Yeah, yeah it's just too much. And then for DMs, like, Dude, sometimes I wake up and I have 20, 30, 40 new DMs. And then sometimes I don't see that when I'm on trips. I don't see it for a while. And then I have 99 plus. 99 know? plus, bro. 99 plus. No, no, God. I got it. 99 proms, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> 99 yeah. plus. Bro, I made my bones. So I get about a, I get about 500 to 1,000 DMs a week. So okay. I'm like the kid whisperer. That's why we talked about kids and I know about the school stuff. So my thing has been relationships with people, but with kids is where I got really known. And bro, I ha I answer everybody, man. And it's just it takes so much time because and it's serious stuff. A lot of people are, it ain't like what bat my kids should use. It's like serious things. So it takes a while, but I yeah. like that you do that. How much do you focus on thumbnail? How much do you focus on and templates, all that stuff? How's yeah. your brain through that? How do you look at that? Okay. So Luckily for me, I do have a good friend who uh, has like 6 million plus subs. And um, we had a conversation uh, when I saw him a few years ago. And he told me, man, the content doesn't matter. The thumbnail and the title are the two things that matter most. I mean, obviously, you have to have good content. But if these, you, you can have the best video in the world, but the thumbnail and the title don't attract the eyeballs, you don't get the views. So um, I'd say... So, okay, hold on. So for you, so for you, okay, so you heard that. All yeah. right. Let's talk title first, and then we'll go into thumbnail. Mm -hmm. What titles do you like? 
catchy, attracting titles. I, Other I than it, uh, five, like 101 things to eat in India, an example. That's one. Was that one you said? Yeah, 101 Indian street foods to eat before you die. That was the one I made. 101 Indian, Indian street, street food. India street food. Before you die. So I, nice. I had a lot of different keywords there, right? Nice. How do you know the keywords? How do you know how to look for keywords? Oh, um, so I use VidIQ, which is like a plugin on Google Chrome. You could pay for the pro version. I think it's like uh, 50 bucks a month, and that gives you just extra access. Um, but with that, I'll type in, you know, whatever the title I'm already thinking is, and then it'll show me all the competition from the competition, what is actually getting views right now. Uh, what are the keywords they added as like extra keywords in the metadata? So it gives me a lot of extra stuff. So I think, um, you know, obviously filming the video, editing it, getting it onto YouTube, you know, that's that's obviously very important. But I think like I'd, I'd say 10 to 20 percent of the extra time is me really focusing on the title, like trying to get a great title, compete, looking at the competition and then the thumbnail. That's really, really tricky. So I do two things. I take photos um, that I think might work for thumbnail. And then I also go through the video and take screenshots. And then <laughs> I go through like a brief process. I send it to my assistant. I send it to my wife. They tell me what they like. And then whatever they like, then I'll go in on Photoshop and I'll enhance things. So like if it's a me with a plate of food or like a huge table of food, I'll blow that table up. So it's like almost the whole thing up to my neck or something. You know, wow. to get like, because the thing is that the thumbnail is so crucial. You put a bad thumbnail and like you already see like it's not any views, obviously. But you can change that later. But the first day is what counts. David, me and you are completely the opposite. I rush through that process of a YouTube, bro. I'm like, click, 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 whatever, whatever. I don't put nothing in the bottom. I go, follow me here. Cool, cool, cool. Because I'm so tired by the time I get to that, bro. I know. Dude, you know what I got to do? I got to, if you don't mind, I got to watch you. I got to go sit with you one day. Okay. When you go upload and do stuff, I gotta watch you, bro. Yeah. And I gotta I gotta learn from you because I'm I'm like I surrender there. I'm like blah, bro. I just surrender. Dude, one of the reasons why I think, and I don't know if you think about this a lot because I don't you're not, I don't know if you're in this world or not. We need to share your story because not too many people see how sexy it is what you're doing. Till it gets 5 million views and then it's too late. Then it's like, yeah, now, motherfucker. But you should have seen me before when I started. And the fact, man, that you started this ground level all by yourself, that you were humble enough to have a crew, to pay for a crew, and then be like, you know what? I can do this on my own is big, man. So I want to congratulate you for that. Thank you. Because that's a big thing to do. And I don't know how many people congratulate you on a daily basis for what you're doing because now you've entered a scale where you're, at least mentally, you're like you think you were like I'm competing against big people, but wherever you are right now, bro, it's huge because listen, I don't think ninety percent of people don't get to where you're at, bro. If not less, do you feel that at all, or are you just like listen, bro? I'm just conquering countries and I just keep going. Do you ever stop and think about that? Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, what you're saying is um, completely true. That you know, I started over a decade ago, and you know, back then it was called a travel blogger community. And now it's like the travel influencer, travel, uh, you know, YouTubers or vloggers. Uh, for me, I'm just a travel content creator because mm -hmm. I'm way more than just like, you know, creating videos, creating blog posts, Instagram. I'm, 
I'm, uh, I have a lot of visions in terms of travel and how it could change. I have a few other things I'm working on as well. But, um, uh, you know, in the 10 years, I've seen 99% of the, the influencers disappear, just completely disappear. And I know what that is. It's just uh, they couldn't handle um, the grind. I feel like it's, it's a grind. It's, uh, you know, there was my, I'll just give you a quick example. My sister and my brother are corporate. They're in, my sister's a royal. My brother is at Fox, which is now Disney. And, you know, they have a secure life, you know, and I'm like the oddball. I'm the one who went through 10 years of no pet or, or like not a real paycheck um, right. and not knowing where my next meal was coming from, you know, at certain points in this, you know, this process um, to where I am now, which thank God, you know, I can pay for my life for everything I'm doing. And, you know, it's only up, you know, um, you know, it's funny because for me now, it's just like it's just about just you can't stop. That's the main thing is you can never stop. If you stop, todo se cae. Se cae, se cae. Oye, man, I saw the, I saw the video with your dad when he was doing Josh Meets, and he just seemed so proud of you, bro. He looked, I don't, I don't know, I just saw him there, and I saw him so happy there, you know, eating and stuff, and he did a phenomenal job. He showed me the video. You did really, 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 really good, man. Thank Does you. that, do you feel good, man, having Pops proud of you? Yeah, I mean, he's my biggest supporter. I mean, without my father, you know, I don't know if I would have made it through if he would have told me I'm a failure or, you know, give up, do something else. You know, he never, he, he always told me, keep going, you know, like, don't worry, we'll get through it. We'll handle it. We'll make it happen. I love, and are you guys very similar buddies? Yeah, um, you know, he's my best friend and uh, we're very similar. Uh, he's another person in my family who like took the, the hard path, the path of the entrepreneur. Nice. Nice. So, um, so we have a lot of things in common in that sense, you know. And dude, I he, love that. I love that, bro. Yeah, he loves me on camera, by the way. Like he, yeah. he wants to feel me every day. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you, I have a series coming out July 15th for uh, 16, 17 straight days. I'm releasing a different uh, food of Miami. So I filmed a series now, um, the past month, and he's in every video with me. Um, I love and, that. I love and, that. Besides the memories we're making that, you know, I'll show my grandkids and, you know, you know, 40, 50 years from now is that we really, really, you know, uh, bounce off each other. And it, it's really enjoyable. You know, and a lot of people comment about it. Like most most videos with my father do really well. And people write me because they relate to it. They relate to it you they relate know? To it, or they're missing a father. So they love, you know, the bond of my father and me. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's really, really it's really amazing to see that. And. You know, at the end of the day, um, I'm going to always cherish those moments, you know. Hell yeah. And the fact that he lays back and lets you do your thing. Oh, see, yeah. me and my dad are completely the opposite. And he would try to overtake the show and not know the thing and just mess it all up. And then I'll be like, no, no, bro, that's it. You, you, you're done. What was the, the first sponsor deal did you, that you got? Do you remember what it was? Do you still have it? First sponsored deal. I mean, like with a brand or anything. Did you have you gotten to that point yet? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been doing that for years. I'm just trying to think what was the first like significant one. Um, I think the first significant ones for me was uh, a deal I got with Guinness, the beer. The, okay. So I worked with Guinness. This is like so I've I've dealt with other sponsors before. You know, smaller stuff. Um, not maybe financial. local stuff or whatever. Yeah, I mean local stuff. So I've I've done from apparel, shoes. Uh, I've done wine, I've done beer, I've done tourism boards, hotels. I mean, I've done the whole array in travel, um, you know, but I think 
the the deal with Guinness was probably the most significant for me because it's something I really love. It was actually uh, I went to Ireland back in 2008, like during my first year, and I went to the Guinness storehouse, and they actually. You know, this is me walking into Guinness and being like, can I film here? I'm a YouTuber. I just started and they actually allowed me to. And then literally a decade later, 2000, uh, so that was 2017. Yeah, 2017, they they emailed me for a deal where they brought me to Ireland. They basically, you know, super good pay. Um, they pay on top of it. They pay for everything. So I, I guess we'll get into like the, the, the aspect of, of all this. But, you know, that was my big deal where I was like, this is this is like. You know, I'm starting to get to right. the next level. Right. Uh, you know, and it was it was good pay. You know, it, it was like better than I've ever gotten, especially to go somewhere. Nice, dude. How does that feel, bro? I must feel when you're wanted like that it must feel good, huh? Yeah. The only problem is then you're like, when's the next one coming? <laughs> that is true. That is true. What uh, who do you have anybody now that we can plug anybody? Uh, next uh, trip or brand brand uh, or anything? Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm working with so many people right now. Um, it really depends. Um, I don't know. Let me think. What What's the reason? I've just I've been doing a lot of like kitchen stuff just because I've been doing home stuff, like home cooking videos recently. Um, I don't know. Let me let me think about it. Let me think. Because I would tell I would tell like I I I've met Josh like two weeks ago, bro. Oh wow. We, we hit it off instantly, and I had him on the show. Did you hear his podcast? Did you hear his podcast? I haven't. I haven't. Literally, you gotta check it out. Super cool. You like it? Super cool. Super cool. And I go to him. Listen, bro. You have it. You guys in the food world have it because everybody eats and everybody's into that. And then for me, my first. I have two brands. I'm not as big as you, buddy. So don't get excited over there. I got two brand deals. That's it. New Balance, the shoes, and then Rawlings, the glove company and the apparel company and stuff like that. And I literally did a video in. I did it three years ago at the Boys and Girls Club of Kendall. And there was this bat that I used to work with, five, six-year-old kids, and this orange bat called the Rawlings Prodigy that I, to me was the greatest bat in the world. And I did a video on that. And it showed me what complete honesty was when you talk about something that you know about. And the fact that you're a food guy, just like you're an airplane guy, you're an airport guy, you're a luggage guy. There's so many things you can, there's a, you're a dress guy. You're an on the go guy. There's so many things you can attack that we don't think about that. So I went to Rawlings. I said, listen, this here's the situation. And they're my main sponsors. So I said my second year going through, going to it. Awesome. And it's the best. It's the best of the best. And people don't think about that, of how cool this can be. And I told it to Josh too. I go, listen, Josh, you should do stoves you should do refrigerators of what keeps your what works what doesn't work man nice. and i think the sky's the limit for you because it's like bro it's like literally everything is travel everything everything favorite place you've been to Ooh, hard one because uh, according to your views i think you're gonna have to move to india bro according uh, to your views you might be stuck in bollywood for a while no nah, I, I you know see India is my favorite place to travel to for sure. For one reason, it's freaking crazy and amazing. Really? Like crazy, but it's awesome. Like it's a, uh, it's like chaotic, but then at the same time, like mesmerizing mystique. I mean, all these like crazy uh, sensations you'll get through the day. 
Um, and it's very diverse. You know, there's 28 states, there's uh, eight union territories, there's like uh, broken off pieces within it, which are union territories. It's a little different. But um, there's so much in India that you can literally go back and, you know, explore a different uh, state. And it's like, I can be either in the backwaters in Kerala, which is like, you know, like almost like Everglades. And then you can go up to the Himalayas and be in the mountains and all your like just snow, you know, so it's so diverse. And then on top of it, the food's crazy. It's like it's so good. Uh, as an adventurous eater, uh, you can't get a better place. You than can't that. beat that, huh? Can't beat is that, that your is that your favorite place to go to? Um, you know, of it's all not, the places you've been to. It, it's it's the most exciting, I think. Um, you know, for me, like just every time I'm going there, I'm 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 like, whoa, what's gonna happen this time? You know. But uh, in terms of like my favorite favorite place to like where I would live would be either Spain or Italy. Just because you know i speak the languages in both places and i i've traveled and i understand it and i love europe you know so where in spain uh so my wife um her her family her grandfather is from uh right outside of barcelona so catalonia and i actually lived there with her right after we got married for 16 months so that's where I, and that's my favorite city in spain for sure barcelona. bro how was that because i went from cuba to spain and i lived there for a little bit how was living in spain oh dude it's the best it's 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 a little it's a little different you know obviously people are more laid back monday everything's closed you know like cer certain things you know but uh i love it and in terms of food again la comida no para ahí. Um, out of control huh? out of control out of control yeah i really enjoy it there and then my family in italy they're from umbria which is like a central region which is like a state and it's more like small towns very medieval very roman like ancient roman and then you know you have like wineries you have olive uh you know olive groves i mean so it's it's a huge mix um and i just i just love it out there like i always tell my wife like you know when my kids are in college we're over there like we're leaving you know we're out we're out of we're out of miami huh you think it'll be in miami for a while yeah yeah i'm gonna raise my kids here 100 raise your kids here all right yeah. look at you raising girls in miami buddy get ready here it is here it is <laughs> let's go let's let, let's let's hit the numbers okay so Okay. countries you visited so we have uh, india we have oh you, like you said greece we have spain we have italy what else we got oh my god okay china philippines south korea japan thailand malaysia singapore australia so india um armenia and then i'll go to, uh, so jordan UAE, Turkey, um, Bulgaria, oh my God, Greece, then it goes Croatia, Bosnia, Serbia, um, Czech Republic, uh, uh, so all of Scandinavia, so Denmark, Finland, uh, Estonia, um, Norway, Holland. I mean, in terms of Europe, I've done like, I think 33 of the 38 or whatever. Um, so Spain, Italy, France, UK, uh, what else, man, Jamaica, Bahamas. Uh, Saint Lucia, uh, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Panama, eh, que más? El Salvador, Mexico, Canada, que más, que más, que más? It's, it's 77, so I got to think. Okay, so in Africa, I've been to Malawi, Lesotho, South Africa, Swaziland, which is uh, Nizawali now, it's changed names, uh, Morocco, what else, bro? Oh my God, so Malawi, so Morocco, <laughs> uh, Damn, what else, bro? So Venezuela, Colombia, um, Suriname, what else? I'm just thinking out loud, uh, trying to think of everything. Uzbekistan, I went last year. So Central Asia. 
Damn, dude. Uh, this is a hard one. It's 77 total. I can't remember. Bro, when you're on the plane to all these places, are you editing? Are you coming up with a plan? Are you sleeping? What are you doing? Oh, man. that's For me, I take that plane ride as like my relax mode. Straight up. Like I, I already have everything sort of set. I don't, I don't overthink. I'm sort of like, hey, you know, this is especially when I'm traveling to like far like India out there. It's a, almost a day journey. So I'll do like a mix between uh, I have a little notebook. So I'll just write down different ideas. Um, you know, I'll have my, you know, I, I have all my meals. I have a little bit of wine or whatever brandy. Uh, I watch some movies. I never watch movies at home. We never have time. So I just do a mix and then I sleep a lot. I try to sleep as much as possible because the second I land, I don't go to a bed. I have the whole day ahead of me. You have the whole day. And then, dude, I, I picked that up from the, because I travel a lot, but in the U.S. for speaking and stuff like that in the country. And what I learned from the YouTubers, like Casey, like Gary is, bro, one day do what you got to do and get out. I, that, and yeah. I think that formula is so, so, unless you got to stay longer. But if you got, if literally I'm going to go meet you to interview you in L.A., I'm going to fly to L.A., interview you there, and if I can't, take the night, fly back, and come back home. Do you do that, too, when it's closest? I'm sure that's hard to do when it's further away. Do you find yourself doing that, too? Uh, no. You know, I, the, only, the only reason I wouldn't do that, unless it's, like, uh, somewhere I've been already, um, is because I want to explore more. Because you're exploring. And <sighs> yeah. And I'm making more content. So, I mean... It really depends. So, like, if you were going to tell me, hey, like, I have to go to L.A. to speak tomorrow, then I would, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I wouldn't go for the day. I would say, hey, to my wife, I'm going to add two more days, probably go explore this area south of L.A., do some videos out there. I don't know. Just, just, I, I so always try to take more. Yeah, especially How do you I, find out the area? How do you find the area? Like, how do you, what attracts you? Um, so... In terms of like, how do I just choose a destination or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it depends. Um, you know, for me, I have a list, right? So I have like the top, like the next 20 countries I really want to go to. You know, I, I sort of look at it like that, right? I do a lot of international travel. I mean, traveling in the U.S. is mainly due to clients. Uh, just because my my content never has really done extremely well in the U.S. Uh, just because it's not exotic enough, I feel. Um, so I have a list and then... What I'll do is that, you know, for a while, um, I, I did a lot of my trips were like sponsored. I'd say like 60, 70 percent were sponsored in terms of either how to nice. sponsor or the country was actually bringing me in. So nice. like Armenia, for example, they brought me in and they so I'm with them. They brought me in. Then I, I see the country with them. They do it the way I want to do it, which is the way I need to do it to create my content. But then. If I, if I have no one sponsoring it, then it's just me going, okay, um, you know, I need to travel. Like, I, like, so I usually travel, like, let's say 10 days a month. So it really depends. Like, maybe a month I don't travel at all, and the next month it's, like, two straight weeks, you know? So it really depends. But uh, so I just choose where I want to go, and then I reach out to fans or, or just put it out on the Internet, literally, like, hey, I'm going to this country. Can anybody help me? And then do the flood of emails. E even places that I didn't know I had a fan, you know? It's just freaking crazy. crazy? It's crazy, man. It's, it's what's crazy to me is with 600k now, I'll get recognized randomly places, and I'm like, I, I'm not at a million, I'm not at 10 million, and I still get recognized. Like, hey, David, it's like, David, it's a lot of talent there, bro. I interviewed. There's a kid, Eric Decker. I always say a story. Arak, Arak is his thing on YouTube. 
Okay. Went to before I talked to Logan Paul, I was talking to Logan Paul to join Team Maverick. He had 1,400 subs, subscribers there. But I, I had never seen his stuff. And I told him after I pulled him aside, I go, bro, you got a lot of talent, man. Because I felt it. He goes, I can see it with you. Dude, I saw his videos. The guy was putting up movies. And he did this thing. He snuck into Dan Bill's. You know Dan Bill's area? Yeah. He snuck into Dan Bill's area. He had to take it down. He did a, to a party, did that, did a thing with David Dobrik. Then he got in with Jake Paul. And he, da, da, da. Bro, the guys now is almost at your range. From January at 1,400 to now. And it's like you guys are doing movies, bro. It's like YouTube, KC kind of stuff. Not little stickman drawings like where I'm at. It's like big time stuff, bro. And how does it feel to get recognized? Just pretty cool, huh? I mean, it feels great. And I'm super, I'm super humble by it, you know, like it's, yeah. it's wow. You know, I, it, my, my goal was never to be famous, by the way. Like that's never been like a, a thing for me. My main goal was to do what I love, which is the travel, you know? So, you know, it, it's awesome being recognized. It's, it's actually a little crazy sometimes when it's like, you know, people are I, in India a few times, people were like, a lot of people came up to me and they, and they, they want to take selfies and then they want to like talk and talk and talk. It's like, Hey guys, I'm like on a schedule, you know, but uh, do they go David or they go, David's been here. What do they call you? It's been here. David's been here. Yeah. David's been here. David. David, what advice do you have for YouTubers, man? That want what you have, bro. Okay. Uh, advice. Okay. First off, um, I'd say don't, you know, don't think this is going to be overnight success. Number one. It could be, you could hit, you know, do the first video and it goes viral. Who knows? The main thing with YouTube is, you know, dropping good content as much as possible. You know, I like I was saying before, I drop a 15 videos a month. I would love to drop 60. I would love to drop a video every 12 hours because I just know that everything will change if I do that. You know, eyeballs, forget finances, eyeballs it changes your world. Opportunities will come with that. And then comes La Plata, no? So, you know, the main thing is just to do what you love and keep dropping. Even if, you know, you're going through hard times, um, you gotta just keep going. You have to work the night shift. You have to do whatever you can to just make it happen. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, cause especially me, you know, doing this for 10 years in the beginning, people saw that I sort of like, not failed, but I just wasn't where I am today when a year in or two years in and people were like, Oh, you, you, you traveled the whole world, bro. Don't worry. Just get a job. You know, like, it's like, that's not my goal, you know? And that, and the process is the process, you know, the process is a never ending line. So, um, you know, I can be 40. If, if I was 600 K at 40, it's, it'd still be fine. You know, like it, it's just, it's just building, You're just building. How do you usually post at a certain time on YouTube? Yeah. I usually post, I post between six and eight a.m. It really depends on the day, um, just because, especially like for states-wise, people come in when they're waking up, they just check, and then in terms of Asia, when they're getting out of work. So sort of six, eight a.m. Look at you, man. And any days you like more? You like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, like, Thursday? Yeah, I like the weekdays. The weekdays, I feel like, is the the best numbers weekends people just maybe they're tuning out because they're with family yeah doing- nobody posts on the week i noticed that nobody nobody does that on the weekends yeah that's awesome dude a couple more things bro favorite hip-hop. kind of music favorite kind of music <laughs> rap hip-hop who do you like who, who's your person uh i mean drake 
I grew up with 50, I grew up with Jay-Z. Um, right now, like, there's a, there's a lot of guys right now. But, um, like, uh, my God, I don't is, even know the guys' names. Is Drake your number one guy? Drake's my number one. You know, I like recently Dua Lipa, this girl. She's, she's freaking amazing. Yeah, man. She, she, she I, I like her thing with uh, she's from, she's she's from Croatian. No, she's Is it Co Croatian? No, Kosovo, Kosovo. Kosovo, that's right, dude. And... Uh, yeah, she does good. She has one thing with Calvin Harris, One Kiss. I love that song. Her with cool. Calvin Harris, One Kiss. Yeah. I love that. I've been to Montenegro. Went to Serbia. Okay. Montenegro's nice, bro. Yeah, I know. You like it. Yeah, I've been. I've been. I've been. You've been there? Yeah, yeah. Food was awesome. nice, bro. A little spot is a little spot. I'm not a big traveler too much because I don't like stuff. And I'm always on my things here in the United States. So it's like I'm not a big thing. But, bro, so, so proud of you, man. What yeah. advice do you have? What should people not to bro don't overthink. when it comes to this don't overthink huh don't overthink um like gary vanisher said it a lot of times don't overthink your content just get it out you know um i have so many videos i'm like you know maybe i should do it maybe i shouldn't i'm just like just just do it just like i have the list just get it out there just put it out there let the world see it yeah you know don't worry about it and one thing I, I, you know, want to tell like any YouTuber is when you put out the content, you should just like almost pretend it doesn't exist anymore. Like for me, I do that. Like, yeah, it's out there. Next one. That's how I look at it. Just like, uh, you know, sort of like just getting them out there because at the end of the day, you can't overthink that. What if that video failed? And you're going to think about that. You're going to worry about that. What I did wrong. Forget that. Next one. Right. At any point, David, were you like, how close have you ever been close to quitting? Yeah, actually, I I didn't quit completely, but I did go through a really bad, uh, really bad time. So, quick story: my wife and I moved. Uh, I got married in 2012 December, um, March of 2013. We moved to Barcelona, so we moved for 16 months, uh, traveling like crazy. I think we did like nine countries. We went to like Africa, went to Asia, went to Australia, went did a lot in Europe, and then. Um, at that time, I wasn't really making real money on YouTube. I wasn't making like support, you know, to, to support my lifestyle at all. Um, I was way smaller back then. This is remember just 2013, 2014. And I, my main business was actually product business on Amazon. Okay. So it was like my branded stuff, but like, uh, stuff, essential travel gear. Um, so it wasn't like t-shirts or anything. It was more like a toiletry bag, eye mask, luggage scale, things you use to travel. And I was doing really good. I was making like low six figures with it but i mean it's nice. pretty awesome you know especially as a one person uh you know machine um and then out of nowhere the the company alibaba went ipo and my entire business changed because people just started copying my business people started understanding you just go alibaba you find the product you buy it you sell it on amazon that was sort of how it worked right. and dude, from one day to the next i was like dude making twenty thousand a month to making a thousand a month it was like crazy so wow. So we moved back. That's why we left Spain. We moved back to Miami okay. and I lived with my wife in my old uh, efficiency. My parents' house, my, my room was the efficiency. We lived there for a year and two months and my wife found out she was pregnant. And so then I had to like get out. And uh, during that time, um, I wasn't doing David's been here full time. I was doing more real estate with my father, just trying to make money because I, right. I, I mean, making $2,000 a month, I just, I, literally, I was just like paying bills, paying bills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, and what's your wife's name? Anna. Anna deserves a lot of credit, bro, bro, because for a Carlton girl 
to move in some dude's efficiency and our guys that's not a lot of them don't do that bro so you got really lucky there man so yeah. Yeah, i think anna deserves some you should give her a massage today you should do something special bro just to in honor of that that's huge dude that is awesome always man have you thought of doing a podcast i have not um to be honest, my time is so like limited right now that it's, right. think of making another side thing. It's hard. Huh? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Just because I'm I'm already starting something else on the side that like uh, for David's been here like another thing I'm doing, and that alone is gonna take up so much time. So I just I haven't really thought about it. I, I guess for me now it's like especially because I have this you know how it works. I know. You know this works you know this making me money etc you got it you got it yeah you got the formula it's hard to just jump into podcasts and be like okay so, so how what am i doing like besides that i see how you guys do it um you know I, it's just hard to just add another thing to my to my dailies you know and you seem like a guy that's on the move bro so it's hard probably to get you to sit down and talk with somebody for a while i must be like blah like i just give me food give me food let's go <laughs> david any question for me bro anything i can help you with anything man Oh uh, man, I, I don't know. I feel like uh let me see. So what advice would you give me? Ask me the question. You tell me, bro. What, what, what do you what do you want? Uh how old is you? What, like 33? 34. 34. I'm 41. Okay. What 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 question would you ask me? Damn, dude. I don't know. You put me on the spot. I gotta think about it. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Whatever comes to your head. Think about it. Uh no say. How do I get in front of Gary V? I'll tell you. I'll tell you how you get in front of Gary Vee. Two years, I get goosebumps. Two years ago, I, <clears throat> I see a guy talking to, on the Ask Gary Vee show, to Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins wearing a suit and tie. This guy's in Gary's office. And Gary's just interrupting the guy, going, fuck this, fuck that. Da, 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 da. I go, who the fuck's this guy? This guy to interrupt Tony Robbins, who Tony Robbins thinks he's on another planet. Oh, this guy has to be somebody. And he's in his office at, at Gary's office. Bro, so I get into the whole Gary V thing and I'm like, wow, bro, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Imitated a lot of the D Rock stuff, of recording, of having to do follow me, all these things. Being truthful of saying all my failures, all my stuff, everything. Then I had I had him on the show yesterday, bro. I get a guy follows me on Instagram, sends me a DM. I work for Vayner. I've been following you for a while, man. Love what you're doing. Because my stuff is, it's authentic of where I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball. My dad used to fuck me up because I... I couldn't hit a baseball, so he would beat the shit out of me. So a lot of abusive relationship. I had identity issues. I failed miserably here in Miami baseball. I got discovered by a casting director. J-Lo put me on my first TV show. I got my SAG card. I go, you know what? I'm going to go to a late act. So I moved to Los Angeles, lived in a car for six months. Didn't know a single person in Los Angeles. Slept in the Hollywood Hills. Became super popular in Los Angeles from giving baseball lessons to little kids. I became the guy, but I go, that's not going to be my thing. Then I moved to Las Vegas. That's why I have a 702 number. And I became the most successful nightclub guy in Las Vegas in a four-year run. But the man upstairs, I, I feel that I'm spiritual. And I feel that we all have a calling, man. And I felt my calling was this. But I didn't know it was this, but it was this. 
to tell David's been here right now that, bro, the best thing you got going for you is your humility and your ability to be you. You want to take it a little higher? This is how you meet Gary V. Here we go. So I sit here. This guy sends me a DM. I go, bro, anything you need? I got you. The guy's selling. He got on with Gary selling empathy wine. And ironically, Gary just sold it this past week. I know. Okay. So he gets on with Gary at Empathy One. Check this out, David. I go New Balance. I arrange for New Balance out of nowhere to listen. I got to go create content because my thing is nobody's ever come for me anything in my life. Everything I've ever wanted, I've, I've had to go start a relationship with him. And I learned that from, from Gary. Gary was sitting with uh, here at Agent 2020. He was uh, talking and somebody asked him, how do you cultivate a relationship with a guy like Steve Ross, owner of the owner of the Dolphins and owner of 10 Hudson Yards where Gary is? Yeah. And I go and he said, I don't cultivate a relationship with anybody. I build an audience and people come to me. And I was like, man, that's interesting because I've always cultivated a relationship with everybody because I was the guy that was never I didn't have a car in high school. I didn't have a TV in my room in the 90s. My dad was beating the shit out of me. I I had this image of my head of who I was, but I'm the only one pumping me up because I'm like 6'2". Nobody would feel sorry for me. I'm like a 6'2". that has a little swag going on, but I had identity issues. So I almost, but I always wanted everybody to win. So I got lucky. I wasn't a hater. So I go to Boston and then this dude's like, listen, I reserved Gary's office to do the podcast. Imagine you're following Gary to a podcast at Gary's office with him. At this time, I thought I could get from Boston to New York in a certain time, but I couldn't. Traffic was going to make it. So I spent the night in New York. I got there at 730 the following day. Bro, it's like the Mecca, man. Hudson Yards is. Have you been to Hudson Yards? I haven't. I haven't. Bro, wait till you see. It's like brand new New York, clean, everything beautiful. And where Vayner is, it's like to die for, bro. The artwork, the bro, it's like a creator. It's a heaven, heaven, heaven. I sit there and I do the podcast. And I noticed in um, went to Gary's office, little bit. He goes, listen, bro, I'm sorry. I can't get the that room. I'm like, no worries. We'll do another room. I go, listen, I'll do this under a bridge. If I can help you, I'll do this under a bridge, bro. Don't worry about it. I do the guy's podcast. Gary has his beautiful Mike Tyson's punch out room. I got a corner office that's super clean beautiful views of of the hudson river it's beautiful i do the whole thing i noticed the guy they're hating on him a little bit like the vibe i i felt that he was bumping heads he's more of a sales guy these are more marketing people and i went there specifically to tell him stick in there bro you got a lot of talent don't let your ego don't let stuff leave that's it he tells me bro before you leave you should connect with lou he's a baseball guy Perfect. I don't know who Lou is. I send Lou a DM. We start talking in the World Series out of the blue. His thing is a cartoon. Now I know it's Little V. You know, Gary has a little cartoon thing. Yeah. But I thought, I go, this is a cartoonist. Why would a cartoonist know so much about baseball? Bro, we start talking about baseball. I go, listen, Rawlings is going to have me out to host the Golden Glove Awards in December. Do you play baseball? He goes, no, but my little brother, crazy. And my dad is crazy about baseball. I go, listen, I'm going to fly in and I'm going to talk to him. The day before, I'll give my advice, whatever. David, if you can start doing that, bro. And I know it's hard because you got a family, because you got to, if you start meeting people for free and helping them, 
trust me on this please for free and helping them with zero return remember you don't know who follows you you don't know who you're going to change your life you can learn anything from this this whole point of today was okay you're the king now in what you're doing and you're growing right biggest mistake people make on this platform is oh you got clout I, i'm gonna get that guy on i go i like story and somebody tells me he's a good dude let me get that guy on okay i got josh i got josh past week i had lou Geno today i got my man david's been here tomorrow i got george lopez right yeah the high profile the gary v makes us sexy and it makes you ask that question but i told god if you put me in the right people in the right place to share the message i'm going to share the message with everybody that i think is cool so yes we'll go we'll get casey one day but then i want to get david's been here when nobody knew david's been here when he was in barcelona because that's what people are going to need from you the inspiration value that you've already have you have no idea you think it's this big it's huge bro you're an idol to so many people that just don't know yet because they don't know how to express that love to you it's you'll see it i'm telling you bro i see you'll see it so i come with this guy i go he goes absolutely i fly in friday remember i have a wife here i have a kid my wife's pregnant i'm i, I we had no help other than the nanny when she's here And every time I leave, it's whatever. And this is for free. I go, baby, I got to do it. I got I, I to gotta go because my power is to see people face to face. I want them to feel me. I want them to look into my eyes, see my passion, see what I feel about this stuff. I see I haven't slept in five years because I've been doing this every single day and nobody knows. And zero people help me. They got to see that when I talk to them. We get there. I work with this kid. The guy takes me out to dinner after. Super nice. Don't tell me who he is. I don't know anything. I go, listen, I didn't get to see your kid hit. I want to see him hit a baseball. It'll be like you saying, listen, I didn't get to see you do thumbnails. I want to see how you do thumbnails. Let's go to an office. And literally like this. I go to the guy. If there's anything I can do, you let me know. I still have time. I'll stay an extra day, whatever it takes. I did this. I'm literally, you know who Ozzy Smith is? No. He's a very famous shortstop. Old school in the 80s for the Cardinals. I'm interviewing Ozzy Smith. I get a, a text message from, from this guy. Like this big, bro. Listen, man, I'll be super grateful. He was so organized. 9 a.m. We're going to do a meet and greet. This, I arranged for this travel ball team, because I'm a speaker, for you to speak to them. And then you could grab my son after. I go, done, bro. As long as I can film it and have content, done. I did the whole thing. I was at the Plaza Hotel at... at Until 3.30 in the morning, interviewing the best baseball players in the country for the Gold Glove Awards. At 7 o'clock, I took my positive self all the way, took the ferry all the way to New Jersey to have his son pick me up to drive for two and a half hours to speak in someplace in New Jersey for free and then work with his kid. After I was done, the guy pulls me aside and goes, listen to me, man. I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me and for my son I can't thank you enough. I'm best friends with Gary V. I've known Gary since he worked for his dad. Gary and I are diehard Jets fans. We've been to a ton of Jets fan Jets games together. His son, do you follow Gary heavily a lot? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, little Lou that's with him. That's his. Uh, that he's coming out now a lot on the vlogs. 
black haired kid, little Louis. There's a lot of card things. Lou Geno. That's what happened yesterday. So that's his son. He got his son a job with Gary. Okay. Right out of high school. Okay. When they took, they were flying back from Napa. Gary on a plane wrote on a piece of paper how he was going to do Wine Library TV, how he was going to do all this stuff, literally writing like that. So he goes to me, I'm going to get you 15 minutes with Gary. I go, listen, I don't want 15 minutes with Gary because I don't want Gary to be like, hey, what's up? Oh, David's been here. Cool, David. Yeah, man, vlog more. TikTok. Are you doing TikTok? You're not doing TikTok. You should take. And then kicked me out of his office. I said, I don't want I want a relationship. I want to be able to walk in the airport and go, Gary, what's up, bro? HP, what's up, my man? Stuff like that. Dude, I go, you got to come with me. Bro, and he's like, done. That was in December. February 21st, I spent the night at Lou's house. We went to VaynerMedia Day. We documented the whole thing. I'm talking to Gary. What has happened? Everybody, when they meet Gary, what's the first things out of their mouth? Me, 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 me. Help me, Gary. Help me, help me, help me. First thing is because I feel it, man. I go, Gary, he goes, how can I help you? Because his boys, now his boys, high five me, high five me. This is all documented. I have it on, uh, on YouTube and everything. How can I help you? I go, listen, nothing, bro. I'm going to tell you how proud I am of you because you've done this, 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 that. Let me tell you where you helped me because this, 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 and that. I got a little bit of my story. I go, listen, you're going to be in Alberta, Canada in April. I'm going to be speaking in Toronto. You have a street team I saw. I want to be go part of your street team. If you give me your permission, I want to be go part of your street team in Toronto, in uh, Alberta for free. His response to me was, let's take this in a different direction. We need to have dinner. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Whatever else, you're winning. The fact that I got that guy on video telling me, listen, we need to have dinner. Now, what happens? We were supposed to meet in March, he was going to speak to the Rays here in Tampa. Corona hits. That changed everything. We didn't blah, blah, blah whatever. whatever. Yeah. But the, the formula is, especially for David Spin here, because now you got weight, bro, is the helping. The fact you're able to help as many people. But then what happened? I was at the office. Bro, literally, it's like it felt like I was like, like I was in the Matrix, bro. Like everything was flying. After the following day, I met him because, you know, he's into sports card. We went to Wichester, New Jersey, and I met him with his family, and he went to go sports carding. And David, he couldn't have been more normal, bro. More, there wasn't one camera there. Signing every autograph, so chill, whatever, whatever. So now I got a relationship with this dude. We haven't had dinner yet, but that's coming. So the thing that I could tell you the best, you got the gift. The man upstairs or whoever you believe in gave you the gift. Now, what are you going to do with it? Because if you just use it for your family, it's awesome, but that's not, then you'll never go up there. Yeah. You want Gary V's of the world, Casey Knight, they will all come to you. Who am I helping? I'm telling you, bro. Biggest failure in the history of race, nobody knew who I was. At 38, I don't have the intelligence you have. I can barely speak. I got so many holes, it's ridiculous. But the ability to help is huge. So that's my Gary V story, bro. And like that, I could tell you a thousand of them that you'd be like, how does Hector? And wait till you see what's coming up now. That it's like, what? All because I help people. I put people on that nobody gives love to. Thank you, man.
that's your thing, dude. Listen, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, man. I know it's busy. You're at the office. I want to come one day to the office. We're sure. going to record it. You're going to teach me thumbnails. We're going to do a little stuff. We'll take your time. We're going to do it on this video. So we're going to grab this video. So, so I'm not going to have you do some other video. We'll do your video. You're going to pick a thumbnail. We're going to look at it this whole hour, 25 minutes, because that's how I roll. I feel because I have a higher calling. I don't focus on algorithms. I just, if it's supposed to hit, if the man upstairs has my back, I'm going to hit. Because that's the best algorithm I know. So it, it's worked immensely so far. So we're going to do that. But we'll set up a date when you're free. We'll go to the office. And I'll take this in and we'll rock and roll, bro. Perfect, man. Let's do it. You're the man. Send me whatever you need. Send it to me. When you start your little show or your show, I'm going to repost it on my Instagram. We'll give it some love. We'll do the whole thing. And we'll get you going, bro. Awesome, man. All right? Thank you. Uh, the last rule I have, I got two rules. The last rule I have is you got to refer me now somebody on the show so that I can give some love. I don't care if it's your dad. I don't care if it's the guy who cuts your grass. I don't care if it's David Beckham. Whoever you think that, man, or is doing good, that can use some positive love or can use it in their life, you got to send me a thing. We're going to get them on the show. We're going to continue to spread the love, bro. Okay. So take your time. Not right now. Take your time. But you owe me head. whoever. As long as you got a computer, I could care less. Okay. Okay. Awesome. You got it, brother? I got it, bro. All right, Thank dude. you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Josh, uh, Josh was absolutely right about you, bro. You're a beast, so I, we owe him some love for that. David's been here on all social, correct? Yes, sir. When I post this, I'm going to tag you below. It's all going to happen. Dude, thank you so much. Have a good day, bro. Thank you, too. Thank you so much. All thank right, you my everything. brother. Thank Got you. It. All right. Bye. Bye. Boom. Perfect, brother. Very good, man. Good? Really good, awesome. dude. Really, so, really so good. I'm on the spot, like, ask, ask you a question. I'm like, fuck, what do I ask you? <laughs> but that's why I want, I like that because I want you to be what you've won from being spontaneous. And you're yep. going to get famous, bro. People, people, you're going to start entering the circuit. And today's just a prep run of like, ah, I did it with Coach HP. I could do it with ESPN. I could do it with CBS because it's going to come. I could yep. tell. So this way you're already like, you become more comfortable with this bullshit. When people ask you stupid questions or whatever, you're like, ah, boom, ah, boom, boom, boom. Easy, bro. Easy. Yeah. Wait. And it's funny because when you said like what you said to Gary V, I've always thought like I would never ask him anything. I just be like, thank you for, for like, because he changed my life just saying like a lot of things he says, you know? Bro, because we don't know because he's know. been there already, exactly. which is why you're huge because people you're you're you became the eight guy the minute you go five million views a million views now you become the eight guy that's what i tell people so now it's like that's what gary did so that created this whole movement of just like more and more and more and more more love more love while everybody in my world what did the baseball people do because i started off in the baseball thing oh i'm getting a little bit of following let me charge you let me, people literally, because that's how they make their money. Yeah. I, a guy in my studio here, I DM the guy because he, he did a YouTube video. I go, bro, how did you have this? Not? The guys respond. Oh, great. Thank you for your interest. For an hour of consultation, $99. For me to look at your whole podcast, 400 bucks. And get the fuck out of my face. That's why the guy has 1,300 subscribers. The more yeah. you give and who's going to come in, Canon's going to come in, Sony's going to come in. And it's up to you. What do you what do you prefer? You prefer three thousand dollars, 
or two million dollars. That's it, bro. So that yeah. Gary thing is that's it. That's it. So me and the old man and our best friends, like love, love, love that dude. And now Gary's gonna do a thing if they don't do it in Corona in December, where they literally spend a whole week in Chicago, big baseball sports convention. I sit there and I roll with him, like if I'm part of the crew, bro. Awesome. And did that's they, in, in, I was gonna think they just expanded Vader Vader Sports to baseball. So, so they just did they just did the baseball stuff. Yeah which is not, I don't want anything to do with that, it, but it's just the baseball stuff. And then same thing happens with, with these guys, bro, because he's the kind of guy, okay, he's like, oh, you like Casey? Hold on a second, bro, he'll shoot Casey a text in front of you. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing what you're doing. What's going to happen at some point, at some point, I'm going to go, oh, yeah, to the crew, oh, check this guy out, and then you never know. I'll do that. At some point, Boy, David's been here. Check that guy out. And then watch, bro. I'm calling it right now. It's July the 8th. Watch what's going to happen in your life, bro. By this time next year, obey it, bro. I'm going to turn the Rocky Balboa for the lesson. Keep moving forward. Keep on stepping and stepping and stepping and stepping in Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I'm going to fight like Rocky Balboa. Awesome. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for showing support again. David's been here. At David's been here to support my man David, to see where he's off to, to see what he's up to. It's your coach. Thank you guys so much, and see you again soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.